Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 to 9, reading in the ERV version, and Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6 to 10. Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 to 9, Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6 to 10. On the 21st day of the seventh month, that being the month of October, this message from the Lord came to Haggai. Speak to Zerubbabel, the son of Shaltiel. Speak to Zerubbabel, the son of Shaltiel. Some of us feel like Zerubbabel right now. The name Zerubbabel means seed of confusion or born in confusion. Uh, But the name Shatiel means I have asked God. So that's what I like about this. Though I was born in a lot of confusion and though I'm in the midst of confusion, I have asked God and he has the answers. Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 says trust in the Lord with all your what? Heart. Lean not unto your own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 12 when Jehoshaphat faced overwhelming or odds he said Father or God we don't know what to do but our eyes are on you. And if you're in a state right now, I know we're in the state of Massachusetts, but some of you are in another state that is a state of confusion, a state of frustration, a state of disappointment. God says, ask him. Amen. The governor of Judah and to Joshua, the high priest, and to all the people say this. How many of you people look at this temple and try to compare it to the beautiful temple that was destroyed over 60 years ago. What do you think? Does this temple look anything or seem like nothing when you compare it to the first temple? But the Lord says to Zerubbabel, don't be discouraged. And the Lord says to Joshua, you are the high priest. Don't be discouraged. And all you people who live in the land, don't be discouraged. Can you tell the person next to you, don't be discouraged. I mean, when, it's, when, when God says this three times in a row, he really does not want you to be discouraged. He already knew what you were going to face on May 28th before you got here. And he says, don't be discouraged. Continue this work because I am with you. Those are the, probably the most precious words we can hear in this season. God says, I am with you. I am with you. This is what 
the Lord all-powerful said, verse 5, I made an agreement, I made a covenant with you when you left Egypt, when you left Egypt, I have kept my promise. So from the time you got saved, I've kept my promise. I kept my promise. I was praying this morning and, and, and something just struck my heart and I said, Lord, I pray to you the words that Samuel used. I, I pray to you the words Ebenezer. Up to this time, the Lord has kept me. Has he kept you? Has he kept some of you? Has, if Some of you, just the fact that you are in your right mind, he kept you. That was him. That was him. And he deserves the glory. You kept your promise. He said, my spirit is with you, so don't be afraid. Verse 6, this is what the Lord, all powerful, said. In just a little while, I will once again shake things up. I will shake up heaven and earth. I will shake the sea. I will shake the dry land. I know you think you're in a dry place right now, but you're going to shake it up. I will shake up nations and they will come to you with wealth from every nation. And I, and then I will fill this temple with glory. That is what the Lord all powerful said. Verse eight, all their silver really belongs to me. All the gold is mine. This is what the Lord all powerful said. And the Lord all powerful said, this last temple will be more beautiful than the first one. And I will bring peace to this place. This, this word shalom also means I'm going to be bringing uh, peace, shalom, or completeness to this place. In other words, this place that looks a wreck, this place that looks messed up, this place uh, that looks broken, I'm going to bring it to its completeness. Paul said it this way in first, not first, in uh, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, he says, being confident, being confident, being confident, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it to the Jesus Christ. Tell somebody God's still working on you and he's going to finish his work. Aren't you glad about it? Aren't you glad about it? He's going to finish it. He's going to finish it. I'm going to bring peace. I'm going to be com bring completeness to the place. Remember, this is what the Lord All-Powerful said. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. I like this voice version of the Bible. It says, the eternal commander of heaven's armies. We call it the Lord of hosts in the King James Version. He has said this to Zerubbabel. Again, this person who is confused. This person who, who is overwhelmed. He says, Your, we read it not by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. But I like this version. It says your strength and your proudness will not be enough to finish this temple. This word proudness, the etymology of this word uh, proudness, it, it speaks of, it, it actually means advantages. In other words, you may have, okay, uh, Denver, for example, he, you go to uh, Berkeley and obviously uh, you're going there for voice so there is a there's a professionalism to your singing but he says your advantage of being talented in singing is not going to be enough 
we're doing this thing called strength finders and it's a wonderful thing but even if we are strong in an area that's not going to be enough and that's why God is putting a wrecking ball to your strength ah mm. with all your financial abilities and your degree in finance you're broke He's trying to make us understand that though that is good, it's not enough. This word uh, proudness, it also means exceptional ability. Your exceptional skill will not be enough to finish my temple, but my spirit will be enough. And he says this to those who are thwarting, who are coming up against Zerubbabel's efforts, who are you, almighty oh mountain of opposition? Before Zerubbabel, you will become nothing more than a smooth plain, and he will quarry the capstone that is Zerubbabel and bring it out to the sound of people shouting, God grant it your grace, God bless it. Now, all who have frowned on the day when only slight progress or small beginnings was made to reconstruct the temple, they will celebrate. And so what I want you to do, not right now, but during this weekend, this long weekend, I want you to celebrate the small things. Amen. We, we call it, we call it magnifying the Lord. A magnifying glass takes a small thing and makes it appear bigger. And God wants us to take the small things he does and make it appear bigger. Some of us ought to be glad that we have clean water. I mean, we can go and buy bottled water. We can buy bougie water. Where there are people who would even be glad to drink out of our toilets. And yet we complain and grumble about the fact that, you know, the waitress didn't come on time with our food. Some of us throw away more food than people will eat in a day. I want to talk to you on a subject, things remembered. Things remembered. Things remembered. In many of the malls, there's this store called Things Remembered, where you can buy mugs and plaques and pens and keychains and all sorts of things, and then you get them engraved because you want to remember not the thing, but the event that the thing represents. Israel, uh, or Judah, in 620 BC, Jeremiah prophesies and says, you're going to be in Babylon for 70 years. Babylon's going to take you captive. They're going to invade your land. And you need to understand that you're going to be in there for 70 years and then I'm going to bring you out. He says this 20 years before it happens. And then in 606 BC, Babylon comes in and uh, takes, starts taking uh, Jerusalem captive, Judah captive. And because of 
disobedience and they fought when Jeremiah told him not to fight, to yield, and it will be well for you. Nebuchadnezzar, 20 years later, comes into Jerusalem, 586 B.C., and not only does he burn the city of Jerusalem down to the ground, but he, bur- he burns the temple down. He burns the temple down, 586 B.C. And yet, true to his word, and, uh, in 538 B.C., Darius, the king of the uh, Persia, comes in. He, he conquers Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon, and now, all of a sudden, 538 B.C., they're, they're free. And there's, the psalmist sings this song. It's either in Psalm 137 or 126. I always get it mixed up. It says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Uh, and, and, and then I like this part of the verse. It says, the heathen saw what God did and said, the Lord has done great things for them. And that's why they're glad. You see, you need God. God is this for some of you. God's not going to pull you out until the heathen recognize that God did it and not you. Mm, that's a good word right there. And so we, we find that now they are on their way back and God says, the thing I want you to do, the one reason why I released you is because I've anointed this guy named Cyrus to give you all that you need to build my house. And so they get there in 538 BC and you no, know, right, rightfully so. They have to build their houses so they can have a place to live. And 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 because you got to remember, if you can look at uh, hopefully the next picture, uh, this is a picture, sadly, of Aleppo, uh, Syria. What it looked like before all the bombings. And co- so, can you imagine? You left your home looking like this, and then you come back, and it looks like this to the right, before and after. So for two years, they're getting the city back in order. They're, they're getting their homes back in order. And then finally they said, okay, 536 B.C., now two years later, now we're going to fix the Lord's house. There's a problem, though, is that when we're trying to fix the Lord's house, we have opposition from the devil. And I think sometimes we forget a person named Satan. Satan's name in Hebrew literally means Opponent. So when you say the Lord you know, gave me this job, you've got to expect all hell to come up. I think sometimes we forget that the devil does not want us to possess certain positions, certain places, because he knows that wherever we are, we bring the kingdom of God. Wherever we are, there is the potential of other people coming to Jesus Christ. Wherever we are, there's a potential for God to be glorified. So, th- so it's not about you. It's not about the blessing. It's not about the position. It's not about the new home. It's about kingdom. And so he's going to fight you. And so now, uh, so from 536 B.C. to 530 B.C., for six years, the devil is fighting them. They're getting all sorts of opposition. I know we're thrilled when we read about Nehemiah and how the, the wall was built in 52 days. But this is something different. They're battling and they're fighting. And they're, finally, they say, you know what? Maybe this is not the Lord's time. And I think God is speaking to somebody that with all the opposition that you're facing, you're saying, maybe this is not the Lord. But maybe that is the sign that you're getting closer to what God has for you. Are you with me so far? And so what happens is that they stop building the, the, the house of the Lord in 530 B.C., 520 B.C. now. So now you're talking about uh, over, over 60 years uh, since, since the temple was burnt to the ground. And you have uh, God raising up uh, uh, two prophets 
And as I said, the beauty of prophecy, prophecy, when God sends prophecy, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about uh, the gift of prophecy. Uh, it, prophecy is to create uh, momentum. It is to create acceleration. It is prophecy should brace you. Are you hearing me? Remember I said prophecy should brace you. When someone gives you a prophetic word, it shouldn't tear you down. It should brace you. B, it should build you up. R, it should bring restoration. A, it should affirm you. C, it should comfort you. That's comfortus. Bring strength. And E, it should encourage you. And today the Lord wants to encourage you. Keep building. Keep going forward. Remember some of the things that the Lord has done. And because of that prophetic word from Haggai and Zechariah, they, they, they prophesied at the same time saying, it's time to build by the grace of God. They, people were encouraged. And four years later, 516 BC, they finished the work of the Lord. Things remember. Today is my 34th wedding anniversary. Today. Today, and, and 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 these are some of the things I want to remember that took place on May twenty eighth, nineteen eighty three. We we had some. Uh, we did Macedonia last week, and had about twenty young people over the house, and it's been so long since we like really had like official guests, not people just like rolling up on you and. <laughs> showing them. I'm talking about like you can clean the house, bring out the good China guests, although we didn't bring it out for the young adults. No, no, I know. No offense taken. But anyway, so uh, we brought them over and they're sitting around. All of a sudden I said, oh man, we haven't done this in a long time. And so I said, well, let's bring out our wedding pictures so that they can see our wedding pictures. And so we show them this picture first and And the funny thing, I, I'm I'm 24, and and Lady Commons 22, and young people are like, oh my goodness, you look like kids. You look like you're going to a prom. And I looked at it and said, yeah, we sure do look like we are going to a prom. Things remembered, and then I remember this. Uh, this is me and my brother. We were. And he was my best man, as you regularly hear uh, Bishop Courtney McBath complain about. Um, <laughs> And, and, uh, we were, we were actually in the back room of first holiness church. We got married at first holiness church. And so, um, and, and the funny thing is, is that, uh, that was 34 years ago. And it's amazing how things come around. Cause those glasses are actually back in, in, in style now. <laughs> and then things remember, let's see if you can pick up these two individuals, uh, it's amazing. Uh, some of you say, my God, are they in a time capsule? They still look the same. Okay. And then there's one more person. Ah, he, yeah. See, now you know why Elder Nieder married him. He's looking all suave. You notice his tip. He's like, he's not standing straight. He's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> That's my uh, cousin, uh, Tenley. You know, things remembered. Uh, and, you know, just remembering uh, that that day and the reason why I say you know, as we remember uh, these things in the goodness of the Lord the name Haggai means celebration 
or festival of the Lord. Celebration or festival of the Lord. And so Haggai, he's actually stirring up the people to say, God wants you to do something that will allow him to celebrate. And the thing he wants you to do is to stop building his house. Could you say with me, stop building his house. And then he raises up not only Haggai, which means to celebrate, but he raises up Zechariah. Um, we know that you know, uh, Reverend Jeff's son, Zach, and, and his, his name means the Lord remembers. The Lord remembers. And there's two kinds of remembers. We'll talk about the other one later. But the Lord is reminding them, the reason why I set you free is to build my house. And many of us right now, we have gotten distracted. And uh, Sister Maria shared a fantastic word at the Tuesday um, afternoon prayer about being distracted. We, we have been distracted from what God has called us to do. Some of us, life has raised so much hell with us that we have gotten distracted, watch this, from the promises God made to us. We think that somehow God did not know that you would be in the situation that you're in right now. He hasn't changed his plan. He he knew Adam and Eve would blow it, and yet he still knew that he would bring us back. There is nothing you can do to mess up the plan of God as long as you're willing to repent and cooperate with him. He has made adjustments in time for your distractions. But the problem is you don't want to spend a life in distraction. Are you with me so far? Uh, So you have Zechariah whose name means the Lord remembers. And he is, he is, he's reminding them to build the temple. Now I'm going to cut a little close here. So, you know, I hope you're ready for this. So the Lord is saying to you, rebuild the temple. Tell the person next to you, rebuild the temple. Rebuild the temple. Tell somebody else, rebuild the temple. You see, there are three temples that you have to rebuild. First of all, you have to rebuild your body. This temple. Mm. Mm. I know I'm, I'm, I'm already wrecking. I'm already wrecking the cookouts for this weekend. Mm-hmm. You, you got, you got to, you got to, <laughs> you, you got to rebuild this temple because where God is going to take you, you've got to be in shape. The Bible says, you know, that, that the, the race goes to the person who endures. Mm. Then the other building you got to take, then the other uh, temple you have to take care of is your building. That is where you live. Mm. Where you live. God wants to repair that temple. Let, let me let me talk to you for a little bit. Uh, let me be honest with you. Uh, we, uh, about three months ago, uh, Sharon asked us if we would have Macedonia at our house. And we were like... We said, nah, 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 we're, we're straight. We, Because mm, uh. in my mind, okay, and, and I, need, I need some, no, no, 
I, I need you to be my support group, my support group, you know, like, um, um, my name is Brian, and I'm a such a holic, and you say, oh, okay, very good, so, so, um, I was saying no, because, uh, it's been a while, you know, we've been married 34 years, we've been living at our place 21 years, and, and we kind of accumulated a lot of things, mm. Mm. In the basement, mm-hmm. in the in the in the in the uh, driveway, not driveway, the the garage, the garage uh, accumulated a lot of things. And anybody have the accumulating anointing right now? Okay, this I'm getting some help in here. I'm getting some help in here. Okay, uh, I'm getting some help in here. Okay, because you know, no, I, I, I found like my first, I found like my first cell phone. You know, the one that flips over. And it's like, you know, the Holy Spirit's like, it's not coming back. It's, unless you're saving it for museum purposes, for your grandchildren to say, you know, once upon a time, we actually did, did, no, it's not coming back. So why are you holding on to it? How many of you are, I'll make it nice. How many of you are collectors? I won't say hoarders, collectors. Mm, mm, mm. Somebody here got rid of a thousand books, but I'm not pointing to them right now. I'm going to get some advice from them. I'm just looking at the clock right now. <laughs> and so we, I said no, and Sharon was persistent. She's like, no. So how many of you, you're, there are two kinds of people when it comes to pool water or ocean water. There are those who just jump in, and how many of you are jumper in, jumper in? Is you just you just jump? How many of you you kind of put your foot in, step back? Can I get witness? Put your foot in, step back, and it usually takes you about twenty minutes to get in the water. Okay, so I decided, you know what? I'm just going to say yes, so I can't take my yes back. So I said, we went yes, and all of a sudden we realized, oh shoot, we got a lot of cleaning up to do so we had a hired got junk filled up a hole oh jesus have mercy and i was like oh that's where you are (laughs) as a matter of fact i bought another of you because anyways how many of you have ever cleaned up and you found tags on stuff that you haven't worn yet okay just help jesus help jesus so the Lord said, you got you to gotta, you gotta get your building ready. You got to take care of your temple. I hope I'm not messing up marriages. You know, wives like, see, I told you. Lord, speaking to you right now. Forget that barbecue. We're cleaning up. The, okay. Uh, so you got you to build your body, the temple. Build your building, the temple. And finally, build Bethel, the house of God house of God I was getting my hair cut yesterday and there was this guy in the seat next to me and he says the the, the barber says oh tomorrow is Memorial Day or this is Memorial Day weekend and, and the um The guy in the chair says, what's that? So I realized, well, he must not be from this country. So I asked him, 
where he's from. He says he's from Italy. So he said, what's that? The barber says, and this is, this is the challenge of us. The barber, this is what came out of the barber's mouth. It's the first official day of summer. Now, I said to myself, I didn't say anything. I said to myself, if I was a Gulf War veteran, If I was an Iran war, war veteran, if I was a Vietnam veteran, and you had the audacity to say that Memorial Day is the day of cookouts, raise your hand if you have e- either, before you raise your hand, either a Samsung iPhone. Are you with me so far? Samsung iPhone. I, did I said iPhone. Yeah. Samsung Galaxy. Help me, Jesus. Uh, Androids. Huh? Okay. Okay. Help me, Jesus. Uh, you can see I'm excited about later on. Anyways, uh, so you have our Samsung Galaxy. Any Samsung? Our Samsung product. I have a Samsung washer and dryer. A Hyundai or a Kia. If you have any of those products, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay. No, Samsung products. Samsung television. Okay. Okay, raise your hand. Okay. So, my dad was or is a veteran of the Korean War. In 1950, it's amazing how crazy they still are, the North Koreans decided that they were going to try to take over South Korea. And the United States came alongside of South Korea and for three years from 1950 to 1953, North Korea and South Korea were duking it out and it came to a standstill and that's how it remained where it was. So my dad and uh, Deacon, the late Deacon Cummings, they were veterans of the Korean War. So what does that mean? That means basically if the men of that generation did not fight that war, your lives would be affected today. There is no Samsung Galaxy 8, 9, and 10. There is no Kia automobiles. There's no Hyundais. There's, there's none of that. Because of what these brave men did over almost 70 years ago. And so the least we can do is remember for one day. And I thought about that even looking at my dad and how, you know, many, you know, many of you know he has Alzheimer's and, and, and so me as me and my brother, we care for him. We, we remember the sacrifices he made for his country as an as a young man, somewhere between 20 and 23 years old. 
Remember Deacon Cummings wondering, I just got engaged to this young lady, Kathleen Bradshaw, and I'm not even sure if I'm going to make it back to marry her. See, all these people have a story behind their lives, and so do you. And every once in a while, you need to remember the things God has done for you. And that he's a good father. Let me close with this. There are, as we have this holiday, this holy day, this different day called Memorial Day on tomorrow, the Jewish people had three holidays that they were supposed to, three major holidays that they were supposed to remember, three major holidays where every male Jewish man over or under, over the age of 20 had to show up to Jerusalem if they live within a 20 mile radius. One was Passover. One was Shavuot, which we call the Feast of Weeks, or we now call it Pentecost. And the other one is Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of Shelters. And I find it interesting that our church, out of those three major feasts, our church includes two of those names, Pentecostal, Tabernacle. The, the, the word Pentecost, if you went to a, a Jewish person and said, we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, they, they would know what you're talking about because uh, Pentecost is a, is a Greek name. It's Pentecost, of, I mean, Penta five and Costa ten times. So it's 50, and, it, and that's because it, it occurs 50 days after the day of Passover. So what, what does Pentecost celebrate? Just for those of you who are taking notes, and these are the last two points I want to make, and then we'll release the Sunday school students and pray. Pentecost, according to Leviticus chapter 23, verses 15 to 17, it, it celebrates two things. Number one, uh, the Jewish people use it to celebrate the day that the Lord gave Moses the Torah the Pentateuch, the five books of the law on the Ten Commandments on the Mount. But it really is a, it's a holiday that the Jews use to celebrate the first harvest. Pentecost is actually, for Christians, it is the birthday of the church. And on the liturgical calendar, though we don't necessarily follow it, next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. Are you with me so far? And it, so Pentecost, it is, is a time that the Jews celebrated the first harvest, the goodness of God. And then tabernacles was celebrated around the fall, October shorter. And it was, it's called the Feast of uh, Booths where uh, the Jewish people would, make booths or tents out of uh, uh, branches and they would 
so they would instead of living in their house they would live in these made up shelters and they would stay in there for a week and it was to remind them that there was a time when they didn't have a place to live and that God preserved them through the desert so when you put Pentecostal tabernacle together this is a place where we celebrate the provision of God God has been good and in tabernacles we celebrate the protection of God where if it had not been for the Lord on our side that while we are in the wilderness the wilderness when we're in places that are out of our control God still protects us. Hallelujah. Thank and That's the thing to remember. The provision of God. When I've gone jobless for months and years. And yet I didn't starve. That's not me. But some of you have that story. When, when I should have. I know when my wife. Uh, uh, gotten a, Actually when, when someone ran a, led, a red light on the highway. And, 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 the, and, and was was about to hit her on the driver's side and all she could cry out was Jesus and the car got knocked from the highway all the way into the rotary and the person got out thought that they killed my wife and she was able to walk out I'm talking about God and some of you had those kind of those close encounters when you're like how did I get out of that they used to sing an old time song how I got over how I got over my soul looks back and wonders how I got over it's because of the protection of God things remembered things remembered hallelujah uh, when we were raised and growing up in church we used to sing a song when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me my soul my emotions my mind my will cries out hallelujah praise God for saving me do you remember when you were in college and you didn't have money and all of a sudden something came in the mail just in the nick of time he's a provider when you walk through some dark places whether it was literally where it was unsafe and you found out later that somebody else got hurt but you didn't he's a protector hallelujah hallelujah I want you to take one minute to think about where God has been a provider for you or where he has been a protector for you because I really believe that this is a place that's anointed for us to where we will constantly be celebrating the provision of God we will constantly be celebrating the protection of God Hallelujah.